0: Hello there! We're Vincent and Elliot McNally. Yes, the great-great-grandsons of map-making mogul Rand McNally.
1: And we'll be your hosts and tour guides on a trip across America, one small town at a time. In the spirit of our
0: great-great-grandfather, we're traveling the country writing the family's first almanac in over 50 years. Towns and Country, the McNally Brothers' comprehensive guide to small-town America.
1: Each week we'll be in a new town, and after getting to know the place and the people, we'll tell you, the listener... All there is to know
0: in a show we call These Parts, a podcast putting towns on the map. Listeners, we are not in Kansas anymore, except for this week when we are. I'm one of your hosts, Elliot McNally, and with me, as always, on These Parts is my brother, traveling companion, and friend, Vince McNally.
1: Elliot, thanks for the introduction. We're in Kansas and we're in a lovely little town in that great state. It's been quite a week. Elliot. It has been. Do you remember hearing the stories of our great-great-grandfather land in Kansas, Vince? He would tell them over and over again, even when we would say, stop, great-great-grandfather. We've heard this one many times. He would continue. He was an insistent and a persistent man.
0: Well, and again, he was well over 200 years old at the time. He was a little delusional, but he liked to tell the stories about him trying to cobble maps together to illustrate them, only to have them whisked away in these strong winds and tornadoes of Kansas.
1: Yeah, it took many years, 57 years after the incorporation of Kansas, to actually get any map evidence of its existence, because all the cartographical records were destroyed repeatedly by natural disasters.
0: He tried to sell maps with just a blank square where Kansas would be, and consumers... Let's just say they were a little angry about it and they wanted their Kansas in their U.S. maps.
1: Yes, uh, I think one famous slogan at the time of, uh, I think it was Rutherford B. Hayes' election was, yes, we Kansas. Uh, And it was part of his platform that, you know, Kansas would be included in all maps, uh, much to the chagrin of Rand at the time. Yeah, he
0: made Rand hunker down in Kansas for, uh, what was it, like three years, five years?
1: Yeah, uh, an underground bunker was built to ensure that th- the entire state of Kansas could be mapped without it blowing away at any point.
0: Exactly, so he was in the bunker, he was away from the winds. It made it really hard because he actually had to map it from underground, like almost a Bugs Bunny situation and then reverse that map before he could then send out the missing Kansas piece to what amounted to thousands of maps.
1: But finally, it was done, and and we're glad that it was, because it allows us to be in this great state today.
0: And Vince, we are in a great town today that I think we should put on the map. Great idea, Elliot. So listeners, take out your comprehensive Rand McNally U.S. wall maps, presumably with Kansas intact and... Prepare to stick a pin in Emerald, Kansas. But before we do, we need some help. So Emerald, Kansas is actually one of the most dog show loving towns in all of the country and, nay, the world. They're called the Westminster of the South. To help us stick a pin today is probably the most well-known dog show judge in the town. Can you introduce yourself?
2: Hello there. It's it's Jenna Canassis here from Emerald, Kansas. How are you doing today?
0: Oh, we are just fantastic, Jenna. How are you? Oh,
2: I'm just lovely. I just got done um, petting my dog and, and grooming my dog and just... Spending quality time with my dog.
0: So you have your dog on your lap right here. Can can you tell us about him a little bit?
2: Oh sure, this is Chewy. Um, it's not a Star Wars reference, despite what everyone says. I fucking hate that movie. Um, Chewy is a uh, the closest breed to a human you can get from a dog.
1: What breed would that be?
2: Um, it is uh, not a, just a breed I cannot disclose. Actually. <laughs>
1: Well, it sounds like you guys are on the cutting edge, not only of dog competitions but of dog breeding. Maybe you can introduce yourself quickly after you do us the great service of sticking a pin in Emerald, Kansas.
2: Oh, of course! I have this golden crusted pin right here. Oh, there it is. Man, watch where
0: you're throwing that thing. <laughs>
2: it's 14
0: carats dear easily the most expensive and memorable pin and this is the first time vince that a guest has brought their own pin to the show and i think that deserves a pat on the back
1: what a tremendous act of goodwill uh we know you have a lot of pull here in emerald you're an important woman uh, maybe you could give us a quick rundown of the station you serve
2: of course of course um i am a well-known town jean designer motivational speaker uh, dog judge and dog lover did you say jean designer uh, yes a jean designer i actually uh c- I coordinated a line of jeans to enhance a uh, woman's
0: buttocks oh so they're not jeans for dogs no they're actually jeans for women interesting
1: i thought it was genetic seeming as how you kind of claim that you own a dog that is close to human intelligence. I mean,
2: I, I would have to say the inspiration for the jeans did come from Chewy, but um, they do fit women too. <laughs>
1: and Chewy is wearing a, a pair
0: of these jeans, and it seems like he really likes how they accentuate his rear.
2: I'm all about dog confidence, and, and anything I can do to just just push Chewy to be the best he can be is just what I, what I'm all about, it really is.
1: Well, I think, especially in a town like this, That is an admirable point of view. Let's talk about this town a little bit. Uh, Known as the Jewel of the South, the Westminster of below the Mason Dixon, uh, you guys run a year-round dog show called the, the EKG We Heart Dogs Show, the Emerald Kennel Group We Heart Dogs Show. Tell us a little bit about that, its history, and, and the, the likely winners of this year's competition. Sure, sure. So so
2: what we're really looking for when we set up this competition is a dog that just, just emulates everything that a human does. We really don't actually like dogs that behave like dogs. We're looking for a dog that can walk with, with confidence and, and and flirt with integrity. Um, we're looking for a dog that is, essentially is... Um, a, Oprah. I mean, it's really all about, you know, how can you be the best dog you can be? That's why I'm a motivational speaker. I, I talk to these dogs. I, I give four talks a year. I'm um, speaking on, on dog pretentiousness. It's, it's very exciting.
1: So, the, the dogs, when they, they walk their circuits, are you, are you talking dogs walking on two hind legs?
2: Uh, we prefer that they use two legs. Of course, there are those stragglers that are still on all fours. Oh, God, <laughs> They're really a disgrace to our town. You Emeralds, we only breed dogs that can walk on two legs.
0: <laughs> now, you have some aspects of the competition that aren't widely recognized by other dog show circuits. For instance, I'm told that the poker game is a very big part of the competition. Uh, are there any other parts that you enjoy the most?
2: Well, of course, there's the dog jewelry designer um, competition where we ask the dogs to uh, model different gems from emeralds. It's very cliche to model an emerald, and really only past winners get the honor of doing so. Uh, But dogs are expected to uh, come with with a a kind of... extra little little bit in that competition so anything they can do to really enhance their look um, we're just expanding into dog makeup this year which will be a very exciting addition to our competition
1: dog makeup i have to imagine the hairless breeds have a bit of a upper leg so to speak uh, in that competition. Well,
2: we're, we're trying to, you know, of course I have no bias, but I suppose you're right. <laughs>
0: you know, I think this would be a great transition, Vince, into our next segment to really dive deeper and unpack the dog show scene. I, I, It's like you read my mind, Elliot. You know, sometimes I think I have. I think we're just on the same wavelength. I think we should get to our next segment. He said, she said.
1: So listeners, what better way to learn about the town than investigate what the people of the town are talking about. That's the theory that goes into this segment, he said, she said, where we get an insider to talk gossip about the town that we're staying in. Who better do that than someone who holds so many positions within Emerald Jenna, what are the people of Emerald talking about these days? What's the word on the street, so to speak?
2: Well, the word on the street this week is that Eminem's half brother Peanut has moved to town. He's living on um, over on the street beyond my house. It's, it's very exciting. No one's talked to him yet, but we're pretty sure he's there.
0: Is he going to be competing in any dog shows? Does he have a dog?
2: Um, not that anyone's aware of. We actually haven't have not seen Peanut or confirmed that he is the genetic half brother to Eminem. But but we're very certain it's him.
1: So what would use your speculation as as, a, as someone who's been in this town a long time what would a man like peanut be doing in emerald
2: well of course emerald is home to uh, to the largest glass making factory and we all know M&M's half brother loves glass production so it's no surprise he chose emerald for his residence
1: yeah, I mean yeah it, his documented uh fascination with glass making and and, you know, glass products is, is uh, well known across the country. I think, um, you know, the, the term a bull in a t- china shop comes from uh, his behavior on Good Morning America one, <laughs> one fateful morning when uh, he was also a guest alongside uh, one of the nation's leading glass menagerie owners. Uh, and uh, the result was disastrous.
0: You know, I've heard rumblings around town that he has been a little shrouded in mystery because he's working on a glass sculpture for the upcoming dog show this week. Do you have any inklings as to what that sculpture may look like?
2: I, I cannot confirm or deny that that um, the half brother of Eminem is is living in the town or is making a sculpture for the dog show. But um, I do know that he is making a sculpture for the dog show. <laughs> That's about all I can say about that.
1: I, I don't. I don't mean to cast auspicions on the insider you know, nature of the knowledge, but you can see the sculpture from his yard. Um,
2: I, I, um, I I, knew that, actually. I saw it the other day while I was walking Chewy, and we were having a uh, quinoa lunch on the beach. Um, I, I I saw the top of the sculpture. It appeared to be um, round and, and have ears, so I, I suppose it, it could be for the dog show.
1: Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, it's still in its early stages, but it seemed to me to be sort of a Mr. Peanut-style character, uh, an effigy if you will and then with the face of a dog
2: oh <laughs> sure i i will have to take a look i don't i don't know if that's a sanctioned a sanctioned sculpture that we can <laughs> we can use. No, there might be some
0: copyright issues involved with that. So just I, I would just, just say as a warning before you guys use it as your mascot. And I mean, I'm sure logos are already being produced around it just to check with the Mr. Peanut family of copyright lawyers.
1: Yeah. Check with, with Jay and Janine Peanut Packer—they're the um, the kind of matriarch and patriarch of the Mr. Peanut mm-hmm. heritage. Well, of
2: course, and and we wouldn't want to upset Eminem, as he he's a performer this year at the dog show. So. Oh,
1: he'll he'll be there. He'll be performing uh, some sort of dog-centric rap. Uh,
2: yes, he will. It's it's actually an ode to um to his dog Slim Shady too. Um, seems Shady Two actually placed second last year, which is why he has the number two in his name.
0: So it seems like Eminem is really gunning for a victory this year. Oh, I
2: think he'll, I think he'll be coming in hot. I, I really, I really do. Um, we already have security lined up. Uh, last year we just. We just had quite the time with with his presence at the show.
0: (laughs) You know, and it it brings up a good point. I I don't want to get into, um, you know, too much trash talk, but there are certain lengths that people are willing to go to win this competition. Have you heard any rumblings of any dogs taking maybe performance-enhancing drugs, or wearing too much makeup, or maybe a non-sanctioned brand of makeup. Anything, uh, the wheelings and dealings that are going on under the table.
2: Well, of course. Um, there's, there's the new upcoming trend of, of doggy Adderall, and it's, it's been affecting uh, the dogs on a large stream across the country. Obviously, if they're using uh, the doggy Adderall, they must must show a prescription at check-in this year, um, we just we just can't have all of these doggies on Adderall. That's just ridiculous. Who are we?
1: Well, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the increased security. Whenever you involve uh, mainstream, you know, the the rap game, the the music industry, you you bring sort of the culture along with it. Uh, notably, some sort of rival, you know, gang warfare. I I, I hate to bring up, you know, that. You know, kind of a bloody pass in the music industry's history, but it's unavoidable. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, two major factions kind of meet here in Emerald every year, them being the the Yips and the Bloodhounds.
2: Yes, and, and this year um, we've gotten word of the um, Yorkshire Terriers as well, so... Um, we're preparing for um, the utmost security for for said related activities.
0: <laughs> now, Vince, are the leaders of the Bloodhounds the, the 90s rap group, the Bloodhound Gang? I mean, it seems pretty self-explanatory that they would be, Elliot. I, I guess the mystery is solved. The mystery that so many people have been wanting to find out for years is what the Bloodhound Gang is up to these days.
1: And this is it. They're running a, a ring, a, a bit of a dog mafia, in Emerald, Kansas. Uh, any commentary on any of this, Jenna?
2: Yes, of course. It's, it's very reminiscent of the 1990s Baja Men um, ring that was led when they let all the dogs out of the competition. It was it was heartbreaking for all of the owners who had prepared their dogs for competition, and, and the Baja Men just just released the dogs and and it was chaos in the streets.
0: What was the impetus for the Baja men to be around and to do this? Uh, I mean, uh, so many people were just baffled. It
2: it was very heartbreaking that they would do that and then create a song about said event um, that really hurt the the people of Emerald, I'm sorry. I,
1: I mean, the Baja men are often, you know, hailed as these visionaries in the party song circuit but people should also realize that they're, they're dog government anarchists and uh, their own brand of Yorkshire terrorism is something that we cannot overlook, uh, especially trying to sabotage such a glowing economy that is Emerald, Kansas. Uh, wow, that's uh, we, we touched on a little bit of everything, and I like that. Music, politics, the Bahaman. Uh, it goes to show that it's not all puppy talk here in Emerald. I think... We should answer a few more questions about this place, Elliot. I know I have my
0: questions. I know our listeners have so many questions. Vince, we should get to that in a segment we call, Wouldn't You Like to Know?
1: So, Wouldn't You Like to Know, listeners, is your weekly opportunity to write in, with your questions, concerns, uh, inquisitions about the town that we're staying in. We and our guest will answer three of them on air every week. Elliot... It looks like you've got the first one in front of you. I do.
0: I'm unfolding it right now. It is from... Oh, that's this is sweet. It's from Clara, age nine, in Norwalk, Tennessee. Clara, thanks for writing it. She's enclosed a little illustration. Uh, it's every member of the Wizard of Oz walking down the yellow brick road, but they're all dogs, so that's... Uh, I, I would say we could put it up on our website. There might be some some more copyright infringement to that. We'll have to check with you know Xander before we do that. But it's a lovely piece
1: of art. I would I would like a copy. Well, we'll we'll get that right down to the local FedEx Kinkos um, for you. That's not a plug, by the way. It's not a plug for our new sponsor FedEx Kinkos. Thanks for your sponsorship, but they're not our sponsors. Elliot, what does the the letter say?
0: Uh, so Clara says that she loves Emerald, Kansas. Uh, she loves dogs and. Because of this, her family is actually taking a trip here later on this month. Wow, that's awesome, Claire. I hope you love it as much as we have. That's great. Uh, she is wondering what fun stores she could take her dog to to get him prepared for competing when she's old enough. So that, that's a great question. I think just walking around town, there have been so many different stores we've gone to, Vince. And Jenna, I'm sure you have your favorites, and I'm sure there are favorites of the dog show circuit. So uh, I think we should talk about some of these for Clara. Of
2: course, of course, Clara. Very nice to to hear your question. Um, I would say my favorite store is called um, Doggy Handler, and it's it's a place where you can go and get your dog a massage as they pick out kind of the the aura they want. So so it's really a dog aura store. Uh, you walk in and and there's. Just, just an ambiance in the air, and you purchase this aromatherapy for your dog. And, and really, it's a place to, to create the essence of, of who you want your dog to be. Very exciting.
1: I, I have to say, what a great, a great establishment. I was in there the other day just perusing. Uh, we don't own a, a dog, but you know, we still like to get in the trenches in the town, uh, and this is no different. I think my favorite scent was just called Sniffable. By Britney Spears.
2: Yes, that that is one of the the premier sense of the year. Britney really really went for it with that. Uh, another favorite one of of mine is um, is Shakira's Akita. Um, it is kind of a a mix of of Colombian culture and and coffee beans with with just like this new found Ever Eve scent. It is really beautiful.
0: I really liked one. It was sort of like a rock and roll play. It was called Inadoxin da vida and it really uh, is meant to center a little dog's chi to make them feel more confident.
1: Wow. Uh a lot of visionary scent designers. Yes, and of course, the
2: fall favorite is is pumpkin spice latte, but it's really passé when, when a non-pug uses that scent, so we really don't recommend it. Very cliche. That
1: one's sponsored by Oprah, isn't it?
2: I believe that is. It's, a, it's an Oprah and Starbucks sponsorship.
1: It's the smell of Oprah's O Magazine's printing press mixed with Starbucks titular pumpkin spice latte mixed with just a hint of pug butthole.
2: I believe that's correct,
0: Vince. Just as a word to the wise, anytime a dog show is looming, you're not going to be able to get into this place. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be packed. We should talk about some other stores. Vince, what was your favorite one?
1: Oh, man, uh, I think my favorite store in the entire town of Emerald is Collect Collar, and that is, uh, of course, a rare and customizable collar shop. Uh, I, actually, you seem to be sporting one right now. As, as the woman working the counter was uh, quick to, to note about me, these collars aren't just for dogs. They're for collectors of all kinds. Uh, and so I am sporting uh, one that I think speaks to my own interests. Uh, it's a charm collar. And that means it's just a—it's like a giant charm bracelet that goes around your neck. Uh, on it, I have a few charms. As you can see, there's a, a map one. Uh, then there's a, there's a second map one. And then uh, on the back, you'll see a third one that's also a map.
0: I, I really like that you emphasize the maps on the collar. I, I just think that it, it really speaks to your personality. Thanks, Elliot. I thought so, too. Guys, a place I went to was astounding. And it's called Ray Bulger's Dog Training Emporium. And Ray Bulger, of course, played the scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz. And he now lives in the town. And I'm I'm sure, Jenna, you've met him and talked to him several times. He's just a very interesting man. And his best-selling book, Smart Tips for Brainless Dog Owners, is one that is just tantamount to the success of any dog show patron. Of course, he's widely renowned for being the Caesar Milan of Emerald. He's also extremely rude. He just calls you stupid and he really tries to overemphasize the facts that he does have a brain and he uses it to train dogs.
1: I think um, I, we were first introduced to him uh, and his service through his radio commercial campaign, If I Only Had It Trained, uh, where dogs are misbehaving on the radio and he comes in singing. Uh, to the tune of uh, "of Over the over the Rainbow.
2: That's correct. Ray is actually a very, very strong advocate for our dog community here here in Emerald. Um, he actually is a self-proclaimed dog wizard.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I would imagine that uh, that moniker would take you a long way here in Emerald. Well, what a question, Clara, and, and what a conversation that surrounded it. Thank you so much for running in. We love to hear from our young listeners. I... Have the next question here, Elliot. Go for it, Vince. Uh, it's a tweet. It's from IMDb Official. And there's a little blue check mark next to it. I don't know what that means. I don't tweet very often. The tweet reads like this Big fans here at IMDb Official talk about Emerald famous movie Deliverance. Hmm. Mm. I could
0: be wrong. The little blue check mark signifies that these people are officially, as their name would suggest, IMDB.
1: Wait, Elliot. Wait. Let me investigate this a little further. The little blue check mark is actually a little blue question mark.
0: Hmm, okay. What does that mean? So that must mean that these
1: guys aren't the official IMDb. I'm I'm confused. Jenna, do you do you care to shed some light on? Do you, are you a Twitter user?
2: Um, I I do tweet for um uh, four different Twitter handles that I run. Yes.
1: They're all for Chewy, right?
2: Oh yes, uh, they're all Chewy. Chewy followed platforms and um, you can follow them all it's, it's it's chewy's big day out where i i tweet things that chewy has done on his days out um there is chewy's day in where i tweet um things that chewy has done inside uh there is chewy's food which is uh um the new diet chewy is on it's, it's paleo for dogs it's it's really lovely um and then there's chewy singing and it's it's chewy's debut album so he, he writes a song a day he's quite the dog
1: sounds like it well, do you know what the little blue question mark means?
2: Uh, I I believe that means it is a valid valid account. Uh, it is is credited, and um, it is not tax frauded, and uh, it is it is something that you should trust, and um, so we should believe the question.
1: You're the expert. So, Elliot, we've got some bad news for IMDb
0: official. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do believe the question and that it is actually a question, but I also do believe it is wrong. And it's also not much of a question. It just tells us to talk about it. So, unfortunately, Emerald, Kansas, is not where the film Deliverance was set or shot. Uh, that town is in Georgia. But I did hear quite a fun fact about this, Vince. Elliot, what, what is that? So, apparently... Long time ago in the seventies, a man from Emerald, Kansas named Jeremy Reynolds moved to Hollywood with the aspirations of being an actor. He got cast in Deliverance, and they were about halfway through shooting when he decided it just wasn't for him, and he wanted to move back to follow his dreams of being in dog shows. Unfortunately, they would already created half of the opening credits, as as movies are usually do. I don't want to get into the specifics of movie making. But that's kind of how they, they are. make
1: the credits as they go, as actors are acting. Exactly. So they make the
0: credits. They already had Reynolds on the screen. That's locked down. Can't change that. So they had to get another actor with the last name of Reynolds and they got Burt Reynolds. It's just sort of the fates would have it. That's what happened.
1: There you go. A little bit of a glance into the, you know, fast paced industry of Hollywood and it's inexorable ties here in Emerald, Kansas. Thanks for the question imdb's official twitter account <laughs> jenna do you have the last question for us it looks like you're opening an envelope right in front of me yes
2: i am here the question is um, from oh it's another one from clara well sorry clara you only get one question <laughs> certainly we have more than that oh let's see here okay this one is from um billy joseph he uh is a resident here and he would like to know Which are the favorite dogs of this season?
1: Ooh, okay. A question from a local. I always love to see these. So he's asking what are the in dogs, what are the hot dogs, if you will, for 2016. Uh, Who better to ask than you, Jenna? Let's hear it.
2: Oh, sure, sure. Of course, this year, uh, the the brown feta uh, will be a big big breed to look out for this year. Uh, The Oxnard Pike Blue Hustler, another great one to look out for. The Presbyterian Quinoa uh, will be a very, very nice-looking breed, Um, very, very soft fur, um, very, very healthy fit dog. Um, Those are probably the three I'm most looking forward to.
0: Is it true that as an attempt to promote their series, the guy who plays Wilfred in the FX show Wilfred will also be competing in this year's dog show? Yes,
2: we are actually expanding um, the competition this year. We're very excited. We have a new category that is actually... um, humans competing as dogs we're very excited to see how this turns out Uh, we really believe that the two are just just linked inextricably and and we want to give humans the chance to experience the magic of a dog show
0: (laughs) What, what are the differences in the events that the human dogs will take place in versus just the real dogs
2: well of course we need to vet that they could really really feel The emotions of a dog. So the humans will be put through a series of tests. Um, there will be the dog eating competition. So we will mix up a series of dog foods and they must be able to tell which is organic and which is not organic. Um, there's, of course, the, the human-dog badminton competition, which just tests agility. Um, you know, humans obviously have the upper strength developed to play badminton. So we just, we just want to throw that extra bit in there just for fun, really for our entertainment.
1: I saw a brochure for this year's competition, and it detailed a, an event that I found very interesting called the Butt Sniff Fortitude Test meaning uh, the contestants will have to sniff smellier and smellier butts until they can no longer sniff another butt. Uh, And this is supposed to sort out which humans uh, could be closest to dog-level endurance for butt smelling. Yes,
2: we're very excited about that. We have a couple food sponsors who have donated their time um, to create really elaborate meals that will just really spice up that competition
0: (laughs) i think my favorite event that i read about in that brochure was just called what time is it and in order to decide which humans are most dog-like you have a minute on the clock pass and then ask them what time is it if they think it is you know just a minute past then they probably aren't the best for this competition if they think it's maybe hours perhaps days or years then you have a perfect candidate.
2: That's correct. We're very excited about that competition. Um, We think that will really weed out those humans that just really aren't aren't meant to be dogs.
1: And I think we would really be remiss not to mention the written test portion, uh, single question, short answer response. Uh, The question being, who's a good boy?
2: Yes, we're looking forward to the essays. We actually have um, a descendant of Maya Angelou here to... um, to judge this year, so we're very excited for that.
1: Wow, sounds like it's going to be fierce. I can't wait. Maybe we'll make a detour in a couple weeks and come back to see the competition, Elliot.
0: Yeah, and something that I'm excited for, Vince, is our next segment.
1: Me too. It's
0: called No Gifts, Hands, or Butts. But listeners, as Vince and I travel... America, we are constantly acquiring more and more souvenirs to the point that we've had to get several trailer extensions on our RV to house all of them.
1: We are known to the U.S. Department of Highway Transportation as the great caterpillar menace uh, as we crisscross this nation with no fewer than 27 souvenir trailers causing massive backups as we go.
0: But you can't blame us. You know, it's a keepsake of the town. It tells people that you have been somewhere. And so, to promote this this segment, Vince and I get our guest a gift, and they get us a gift.
1: Exactly. So, you all know as as burgeoning, amateur anthropologists, the importance of gift-giving culture. Uh, And it's still alive and well today in the United States. So, without further ado, why don't we unwrap what our very generous guest has gotten for us, Elliot. Let's do it. Here, um, I'll pull up, pull open the paper. I'll undo the bow, okay. and then we'll open the box together, Elliot. Okay, okay, let's do it right now.
0: Okay, so now we crack the seal. Oh my, this is lovely. Wow. So these look like those uh, stunner shades that Kanye always wears. The With the... The bars across the eyes.
2: That is ex- that is exactly what it is.
0: Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here, Jenna, and say that these are for a dog. They
2: are, but we also, if you look further in the box, have created um, a human set of these glasses, which has just never been done before. We're very excited.
0: Oh, so the ones Kanye wears are dog glasses.
2: That's correct. Um, they were actually made for his dog, which, of course, is is named Kanye.
0: So are these, uh, what's the science behind them? Are are they like training glasses for dogs?
2: It actually tests the dog's agility. Um, It gives them an obstacle for their vision and, and kind of forces them to, to feel and use their senses beyond just eyesight.
0: Does it allow them to write rhymes and raps better?
2: Yes, it actually does. We've done some testing and it it has been linked uh, to better lyrical composition. So it's very exciting.
1: I do like, now that I'm looking closer, I don't know if anyone's looked very closely at the shades that Kanye wears but they're little doggy bones instead of just straight vertical or horizontal lines
2: that's correct and and those doggy bones are actually created from the glass here in emerald that of course our friend peanut runs so we're very excited about about peanut's endeavor in these glasses
1: it's exciting to know that peanut can move here only a week ago and already lead the glass industry in emerald that's if nothing else a, a high mark to the entrepreneurial nature of not only emerald but the american people well thank you so much what a kind gift and jenna
0: we would be remiss if you didn't open the gift that vince and i got you because we're really excited about this oh
2: goody okay here we go let's see here opening the gift oh my god (laughs) You two, they Mm -hmm. got me Venetian Dabney dog pubes from Indonesia. Oh my goodness. (laughs) These dog pubes are are symbolic and and are to be hung above the bedroom at night uh, for good dreams for the dogs. This is is very, very exciting. See, we got
0: them. The guy at the store told us that we just had to get them. Actually, Ray Bolger was in there. He said he uses them and we knew that you would know exactly what to do.
1: You know, and I'm glad you like them, because we were really torn. We were looking at some Uzbeki chihuahua pubes and and some Jakartan terrier pubes, and we were saying to ourselves, you know, it's really a, a horse apiece, a dog apiece, if you will. We didn't know which one you would like better, but the, the Indonesian pubes are a bit more robust, and so we thought, you know, err on the side of caution.
0: These pubes actually were used to create... The Cowardly Lion's costume in *The Wizard of Oz*? That
2: is true. That is a fun fact from from Emerald. It actually took um, about seventy eight dogs' pubes to create the costume.
1: I think, as the saying goes, when it comes to a dog, where does the hair end and the pubes begin? It's hard. To, it's hard to know. But I think what the saying is saying is that it's really about friendship, generosity, and and becoming one between man and dog. That was that was
2: beautiful, Vince. That was.
1: Really, really sweet. Well, I can't take credit for coming up with it. That's a known saying that millions of people say every day. I'm going to write that one down. And just
0: as a side note, you know, you want to get these pubes imported. You're not going to want to go to a dog show and hit up all the different vendors on the sidewalk for these. You know, these aren't going to be pure you're, you're going to want to go and spend a little more money if you really want the dog pubes that you desire.
2: That's correct. There will be a lot of vendors at the competition um, selling the, the fake pubes, and it, it, sometimes it's hard to tell if, if they're human or dog, and, and that's really where they'll get you. Yeah,
1: that's where they get you. You don't want your hands on human pubes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only is that just... Just disgusting, but it's also, uh, you know, it won't bring you good luck or virility or good doggy dreams. If you hang those above your bed,
0: they're not going to catch your nightmares. They're not going to do anything that dog pubes will do.
2: It's actually said that the human pubes will bring you a life of infertility um, should you hang them above your bed.
1: If you're into that, then maybe find yourself a human pube vendor, which I'm pretty sure is against human rights uh, law internationally. But, you know, either way, do what you will. But if you want the good stuff, you get imported Asian Dog pubes. And Vince, that's most certainly a fact that I didn't know. I didn't know it until I did know it. Now
0: the world looks just a little bit different to me. I'm going to be questioning what I'm looking at above my bed each night now.
1: I think we've got a few more answers. So a few more questions in a segment we call A Did You Know. A Did You Know
0: is our weekly rapid fast fact segment where we fire five facts at you, the listener, from whatever town we are in, Vince and Jenna, I've got the first one. Let's hear it, Elliot. Vince and Jenna, did you know, and I'm sure you did, actually, Jenna, that in Emerald, Kansas, every dog show is judged with the judge behind the curtain and appearing as a large disembodied head?
1: You don't say, Elliot. That's That seems peculiar. What, what? Why do they do that? Well,
0: it, it just takes some of the personal detriments out of it you know sometimes if a human is telling you your dog isn't as good as it should be it's a little different than a large almost omniscient disembodied head telling that to you and so jenna um i'm sure you would take us through the the logistics of this but you will stand behind the curtain your head will appear on the screen and from your platform on high you will judge the competition um,
2: that is correct we, we like to um, elevate ourselves to show that Although we think humans and dogs are really, really inextricably linked, that humans are still um, the superior breed. So so the elevation piece of that is is to view from above and, and kind of n- label a status symbol, if you will.
1: That makes sense to me. Uh, I didn't know that. Very interesting. Uh, Elliot, Jenna, did you know? In uh, the turn of the century, Emerald was famous for its ivory cobblestone main street. Hmm. Ivory cobblestone. I did not know that fence. Uh, Of course, after a few years of being a dog capital of the United States, uh, the ivory became deeply stained with the urine of thousands of dogs, giving it a permanent yellow brick Sort of veneer. That is correct.
2: If you walk, if you walk along the cobblestone, it it will smell very, very disgusting. But it's it's a very beautiful walk, surrounded by poppies and and assortment of flowers.
1: And and famously, this yellow brick road, as it's become known, was instrumental to the inspiration of uh, a, a movie from America's cinematic historical past, Gone with the Wind.
0: Yeah that's that's when they're walking down that brick road at the end of the film right
1: They're walking down the road and he says he says to the woman who says to him Din, this road used to be white, and he says, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn.
2: That's correct. That is the correct quote.
0: Well, I didn't know that, Vince. Jenna, do you have our next did-you-know fact for us?
2: I do, I do. Um, Surprisingly enough, Emerald, Kansas, is actually the home to the great-great-grandfather of Snoop Dogg.
0: Well, I did not know that. You know, it's so interesting that a town that is such... Amazing connections to one of the quaintest, most Americana films in history has such a burgeoning rap community. Yes, it's
2: very exciting for us. We we feel very cultured here in in Emerald.
1: Tell us about Great Great Grandfather Dog. Uh, What was his profession? Was he also in the music game?
2: No, he is actually one of the co-founders of the dog show here in town. Um, Snoop was actually born here despite what Wikipedia says uh, but was very embarrassed of his roots. So he created a new identity and moved to California where he added a extra G to his name so you wouldn't think of the animal, the dog.
1: Yes, I believe his birth name is Theodore Dog. D-O-G.
2: That is correct. One G. And that's really what makes the difference. When you put two G's to your name you're you're really claiming that you are a human and not a dog
0: that, that really dimensionalizes you know when he's rapping about green you know some people think it's marijuana some people think it's it's money but it could very well be about emerald kansas
2: yes that's true a lot of people said that's that is what he is alluding to in his songs i didn't know
0: that but jenna and vince did you know that there is a slight conspiracy around dog shows in emerald kansas
2: that just can't be true. There are no conspiracies. Hey, th- this
0: is just uh, my fact that I have heard. You could assuredly disprove it, but... <laughs> this is an opinion, Elliot. <laughs>
1: Elliot, what, what's the rumor?
0: The rumor, or, you know, fact, as I would put it, is that this upcoming dog show, and any dog show, as you're watching it on TV, if you hit play at Dark Side of the Moon at the same time that the show starts, it will sync up perfectly.
1: Well, that doesn't sound like any sort of shady dealings, Jenna. Maybe more of a, a, a quirk, and underground sort of Easter egg, less of a conspiracy theory.
0: Well, people will also say that during uh, this performance of Dark Side of the Moon that you're listening to and watching the dog show on screen, you can see a dog in the background hang himself. Jenna, care I, to comment? I'm not
2: going to confirm or deny um, there are two Versions of said event. Um, If you look at one, there is no such hanging. And, and that is not digitally altered it is the original version the other version is actually um, said to have had a director's hand happen to appear behind the curtain in a manner that um, appeared to be a dog hanging but of, of course it's not some people think
0: it was just it was just the dog um, on a ladder changing a light bulb and then he fell off but uh, a lot of people think it was him taking his leash and hanging himself
2: that's that's just impossible we have we have actually the happiest dog city in in the country, if not the world,
1: so that is just absurd. Well, let's chalk it up to one of pop culture's inexorable mysteries. I didn't know that, Elliot or Jenna, but did you guys know that Emerald, Kansas has one of the fastest growing BDSM communities in the country? Vince, I had no idea.
0: Is that why you got that collar?
1: It's not the main motivation, but I'd be lying if I didn't say that it didn't have something to do with the equation. I mean, it stands to reason in a, in a town with so many kennels and leather leashes that it would be only be a matter of time before dog and human alike started to explore their kinks. Jenna, do you care to elaborate on uh, both the human and, and dog sexual communities here in Emerald? Oh, sure.
2: I'm sure as you were walking around, you saw the emergence of the um, the strip clubs that are based off of dog activity. Um, it's it's really why we expanded the show to include a human portion, as as humans just cha- channel their inner dog. It's just something that we want to accept here and really be the pioneers in, in the BDSM community as it relates to dogs. That's
0: fascinating and also terrifying.
1: I, I do have to point out, I went to one such club as an anthropological mission uh, called "Give a Dog a Bone," and there was some very creative use of muzzles in the show. I'll, I'll give you that.
0: There was one. There was another club that I saw called the Wiz, and they specialized in. Uh, on the sign, that said "Golden Showers." Oh,
2: that is. I have not been there. That is going on my list.
1: Uh, the the uh, dancing apparatuses, if I'm not mistaken, are giant fire hydrants. Yep. Well. I think we've said all we need to say about that. Uh, Very interesting dimension to an already fascinating town. And let me take this opportunity, Jenna, to thank you for your generosity, both in time and expertise, Uh, joining us on the program. It's been an absolute delight.
2: Thank you. I'm going to go take Chewy for his, his daily nap now.
1: But before you do, we've got one last thing for you,
0: listeners. And that is in a segment called Wish You Were Here.
1: So, listeners in a perfect world you'd join us on each and every one of our travels to each and every one of our destinations. But since that's not the case, we've got the next best thing. That is an audio postcard from us to you from the towns that we're visiting. It goes a little something like this. Dear listener, wish you were here in Emerald, Kansas. What is widely known as the Westminster
0: of the South, a dog show loving town in the great state
1: of Kansas. A town with a burgeoning rap scene, an elaborate glass sculpture community and more recently a furtive bdsm culture
0: a town that renowned dog show judge gene designer and dog enthusiast jenna kanassas calls home
1: and a town where if you're looking to meet a stranger open your nostrils open your hearts and come on down
2: farewell from these parts to yours
1: Hey, listeners, thanks again for joining us in Emerald, Kansas. Hope you like the dog talk, and I hope you like next week's conversation when we're in Constance, Illinois.
0: None of the town's rivers have water that flows in any actual direction, and no one knows why. So come back. It's going to be a great one.